0: Welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast which discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. Scarlett and I are delighted to bring you this very special bonus series to encourage well-being and calmness and to continue chatting and helping as much as we can throughout these difficult times. We have a brilliant lineup for you, from well-being to meditation to advice from various leading figures in our industry. We'd like to remind our listeners that our free counselling services are still available and you can reach out to us at any time via the email in the podcast description. Today's episode is with Owen Woodgate from Tax for Actors. Details of how to connect with him will be given at the end of the podcast and also listed in the description. Now, on to the episode.
1: Hello everybody, Owen Woodgate here from Tax for Actors. How are we today? Uh, I'm really chuffed To have been asked by Kathy and Scarlett to feature on this mini podcast episode for the wonderful industry minds. And I guess it's my job to talk about all things money. And it's the money side of things that I guess has such a huge impact on our mental health. And I guess that's why I'm talking today. Yes. Isolation is tough if you're being isolated by yourself and you've no one to share this experience with. I guess it's really, really, really hard. But there are things to do. You can be proactive, you can not be proactive, you can eat, you can work out, you can do stuff. But as you know, this audience is predominantly actors and those within the performing arts, let's be honest, our income has gone from, well, maybe a bit, to, well, maybe not a lot. And the scary thing is, we just don't know how long it's going to last. The hospitality, the leisure, the entertainment industries have probably been affected the hardest by coronavirus, and certainly these industries, and our industry, are gonna feel it the hardest, even when we're out of isolation. You can't have live theater when you're observing social distancing. You can't have gigs. You can't even go out on a Saturday morning to teach for stagecoach when you are social distancing yourself. And with that uncertainty comes a real heavy impact to our mental health and it's tough. So let's talk about some of the things that we might be able to do and some of the things that are on offer to us that maybe can bring about some certainty to our existence moving forward. So we've all had a huge drop in our income. For the majority of us, that may now be right down to zero. But the government has responded. There is help on the way Uh, This isn't just for self-employed people, it's for employed people, it's for the individual, it's for businesses. The government has unveiled something like £330 billion worth of financial aid to keep the country going. And the good news is, some of that is available to us as a self-employed individual. So let's run through what is available to us. Let's start with the biggest one so far. It's called the Self-Employment Income Support Scheme. It's been really well advertised and many of you know that that is available to you, uh, but there is a fair amount of confusion. So let's start at the beginning. What is the Self-Employment Income Support Scheme? Well, it offers self-employed individuals a payment equivalent to 80% of their net monthly profit as a grant. Now, a grant is a payment to you that doesn't have to be paid back to the government. This is free money, inverted commas, to you based on the profit you've made previously. Now, I just want to interject here very slightly. It is a grant, so you don't have to pay it back, but do remember you will be taxed on this money when you come to do your self-assessment. Now, not everybody is eligible to receive this grant. Uh, There's two camps of people, certainly that may be listening to this podcast, that this won't be applicable for. So if you did not submit a self-assessment tax return for the 2018-2019 tax year, you are not eligible at the moment for this grant. So that's going to take in new grads. Anybody who graduated, well, now... Uh, and it will probably take in graduates that graduated last year, unless you had registered early. So, if you did not submit a tax return last year, you're not going to be eligible for this scheme. And even if you rush through your tax return for 1920, they're not using that as part of the eligibility criteria. The other group of people that may find themselves not eligible for this is performers who've worked on cruise ships predominantly over the last two or three years. In short, cruise income is generally not declared as self-employed income and therefore when HMRC do their calculations, they don't take it into account. I don't know your individual circumstances. And if you're in any doubt, I would advise going to uh, a friend in the know or maybe to an accountant. Uh, You can hit me up at owen at taxforactors.com if you'd like any further guidance. So how do we know if we're eligible? Well, step one, you need to pull out your 2018-2019 SA302, otherwise known as your tax calculation. At the top, There should be a couple of rows or maybe a few rows, one of which says profit from self-employment. There should be a figure to the right of that and that is your profit for the year. That number needs to make up at least half of your total income for that year. Other income sources might be front of housework, bar work, PAYE work, dividends, interest from banks. Essentially your self-employed profit needs to be more than half of your total income for the year. If it is, congratulations, you're eligible. If on your 2018-2019 tax return it's not uh, and it's less than 50%, well then you need to take the previous three years worth of tax returns and make an average of your profit for those three years and then an average of your other income. And if your profit for those last three years is on average, more than your other income, then step two, you're eligible. Fantastic. So first step, check 2018, 2019. If you're eligible, great. Step two, if you're not eligible just from 2018, 2019, you need to take an average of the last three years. So what can we expect to get? Well, we are going to receive 80% of our monthly profit. And that monthly profit is gonna be calculated as an average over the last three years. So HMRC are gonna take our tax calculations, look for that self-employed profit figure over the last three years. They're gonna add it all together and come up with an average monthly profit. So what payment are we gonna get exactly? Well, they're gonna backdate our kind of support back to the 1st of March. So we're gonna get a payment for March and April and May. So essentially, they are paying three months worth of 80% of our monthly profit in one lump sum. And those lump sums are going to start coming out to self-employed individuals around about the first week of June. And the thing that's really difficult is there's nothing we can do to speed up that process. And the process is being handled completely by HMRC we cannot be proactive in this process. We can't send anything to HMRC. We can't call them. We can't email them. They will contact self-employed individuals that they believe are eligible for the scheme. And I think that's really tough. As performers, we are workers, we're triers, we're pushers. We like to be proactive. We like to be prepared in this scenario there's nothing we can really do other than sit and wait by the post or by email and wait for HMRC to contact us to let us know that we are eligible. And that contact is going to come in the form of a declaration, essentially a form that HMRC have put together that will contain the information they have on file. So it'll be your name, your address, how much you've earned over the last three years, the calculations they've made, Um, and it's all our job is to tick it, sign it, say, yes, I have been self-employed. I agree that the information you've got on file is correct. Pay me the money. But that's really tough. That's really tough that we have to wait for that. And it's tough putting, you know, our financial health and mental health in the hands of HMRC, who, let's be honest, aren't the quickest off the mark. Okay. So we've talked about self-employment income support, but uh, a lot of us have a -A PAYE job on the side. You know, you might not have been in an acting contract at the time. You might have been working front of house. You might've been working somewhere else. And this is a question that keeps coming up for me on my emails and Twitter and Instagram and et cetera, et cetera, is I had a -A PAYE job and they want to furlough me. Can they do that? Well, let's just briefly explain what furlough means. Furlough is essentially sending you, the employee, home unpaid with no work. So they're sending you home to do no work. And the government have stepped in and said, well, we don't really want you to send all these employees home with no money. Um, If you furlough them, so send them home without work, we will cover 80% of their wages. Uh, through the job retention scheme so if you had a -A PAYE job and you were employed with that employer on the 28th of February and after that you've either been laid off or you've been furloughed you can expect to receive 80% of your wage still paid to you during the furlough period Which is absolutely fantastic news. Now, you might be on a zero-hour contract. You might not have been earning that much money. You might have had a few weeks off of work and, you know, it might not be a huge payment. But if you have a PAYE job, the chances are you're going to be furloughed, so sent home because there's no work for you. But the government are going to step in and they're going to ensure that your employer continues to pay you 80% of your salary. And here's the fantastic news which I get asked every day can I be furloughed from my PAYE job and still receive self-employment income support? The answer is yes. Your self-employment income support is based on previous tax returns. It's not based on your current uh, employment status. So you can be furloughed and you can claim the self-employment grant. And if you're in that wonderful position, lucky you. So as I mentioned before, the self-employment income support is not coming until the first week of June. uh, And that leaves us, oh God, what now? Six weeks with no support. And whilst the uh, self-employment income support is backdated, we're not actually getting any money until the first of June. And I know that that will cause a lot of financial difficulty for many people. And this is the final bit of support that's available. uh, And you've all heard about it in the news, Universal Credit Universal credit is the amalgamation of lots of different benefits that used to exist. Income support, job seekers allowance, employment support allowance. It's all been lumped into this thing called universal credit. Essentially, it's there to support your income. If you're not working, you're on a low income or you have certain disabilities or illnesses. And as we've all been hit by this and our income has been reduced to next to nothing, then let's be honest, we are pretty much all eligible to receive some universal credit. So jump online, gov.uk, search for universal credit if you haven't already done so and fill out the application. Everybody's circumstances are different and whether you're eligible or not uh, will really depend on your personal circumstances. But uh, for the majority of us, um, without any earnings at the moment, you should be able to receive some support from the government. The standard monthly payment is £342.70p. and And whilst it's not a huge amount, it's, it's money there to help you. You can work and still claim universal credit. You might have gone to work in Sainsbury's or Tesco or done some delivery work. Uh, you can still earn and claim universal credit. The only downside is if you have savings of more than 16,000 pounds, let's say you've been saving for a wedding or you've been saving for a house, um, you're not eligible for universal credit, which is a, a real bummer to a lot of people, because this you know process might eat into those hard-earned savings. My one piece of advice with universal credit is that you need to keep your universal credit account really up to date essentially that money is free. You know, it's not taxable. It is payable to you. You don't have to pay it back. But it is based on your current circumstances. And if your current financial circumstances change, i.e. you get a job or you receive self-employment income support, then you may no longer be eligible. And if you continue to claim universal credit and your earnings suddenly increase, there may be a time further down the line when you have to pay some of it back. So my only advice is apply for universal credit as soon as you can. It's a fairly lengthy process, but it's money there for you. So go and grab it. But let's be absolutely certain that we update our universal credit account as soon as our financial you know, position changes. If we get a job or we receive the grant, just make sure you keep it up to date. So that's three ways that we can increase our income in this period. But it's probably not going to be enough to maintain our standard of living and alleviate all our financial worries. It is just money to keep us ticking over. Now, look, the next bit is just my personal opinion. I'm just an accountant dealing with actors and creatives. Uh, I'm not a financial advisor, but this is my kind of personal opinion. Take it as you will. If you're at this stage and those grants and support do not cover your day-to-day living costs, it's at this point that you really need to sit down and do a budget. You need to sit down and really identify what your essential costs are every month. How much do I need to spend each week to eat? Is is there anything that I'm ordering on a regular basis that I don't need to be ordering at the moment? So as well as increasing our income, we're making a real concerted effort to decrease our outgoings. And part of that uh, is that I would advise all of you to reach out to any body, person, bank, company that you owe money to or pay on a regular basis. That might be your landlord, landlady. It might be your mortgage company. It might be a personal loan. It might be your credit card Uh, God, it might be your car finance, reach out to all of them and say, do you know what? I've been absolutely smashed by this coronavirus. I now have no income. Can I arrange a payment holiday? This is happening more and more, especially for people who have mortgages, especially people who have personal loans. You can take a payment holiday and it's kind of widely accepted by banks and companies at the moment that you will suspend payments for the next three months. So, you know, I have a mortgage. I have a mortgage. I, my income has been absolutely decimated in this period, too. And I rang my mortgage company and said, look, I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage for the next three months because I have no income. And they've given us three months payment holiday. So, yes, my mortgage will continue to accrue interest. You know, interest is going to be laid on top. And it does mean that it will take me another three months longer to pay off my mortgage. And my monthly payment might go up a touch. But at the moment, it's all about being able to cover your bills. So that's really a piece of advice from me. Reach out to anybody that you owe money to or you pay on a regular basis and say, look, you know the situation. It's, I've been really badly hit by coronavirus. Is there any chance we can arrange some sort of payment plan or payment holiday to free things up? So the banks, building societies are... You know, supported by the government in this process and they are doing a few things to help. Like I said, payment holidays. Most banks, building societies, are offering payment holidays on loans. If you just give them the quick call, they're going to offer it pretty much without question. One bit of good news, most banks are allowing the first £500 of your overdraft to be interest-free. So if you need to dip into your overdraft during this period, you won't be charged any interest. And the great news is... Whether you take a payment holiday, a payment plan, you dip into your overdraft, we've been assured by uh, the government, and I think it's the FCA, uh, Financial Conduct Authority, our credit ratings will not be affected by implementing any of these messages, which is really great news for anybody who's, you know, when we come out of this, needs to borrow money or apply for a mortgage. Our credit ratings will not be impacted by this good news for everyone. And I guess as an accountant, I should finish this off with a couple of tax related tidbits. Um, If you had a particularly good year, 2018, 2019, and you've been required to pay on account in July this year, good news is that payment on account has been deferred. You do not have to make that payment on account. Uh, There's nothing you need to do there's nothing you need to uh, you know, implement. You don't have to notify HMRC that you're not making that payment. You just don't need to make it. Obviously, that's not free money. You're still going to have a tax bill come January 2021, but hopefully you'd already saved a bit of money for that payment, which means it kind of improves your cash flow. You've got a bit of cash available to you. Now, if you're an actor listening to this thinking, well, I am an actor who runs my business through a limited company or a personal services company, and I'm also VAT registered, uh, this doesn't really apply to you. It might do, but this is really for sole traders. If you are operating as a limited company, get in touch with your accountant and see what help is available to you. That's what I would say at this point. If you are running a limited company, uh, you'll need personal and very specific advice. So reach out to your accountant. Um, and if you don't have one, it's owen at taxfractors.com. So I just want to finish by saying another huge thank you to Kathy and Scarlett for having me on this coronavirus-sponsored mini-episode. Uh, I think Industry Mind is such an incredible platform, an incredible service that they provide for our industry, and I'm in awe of the work they've done so far. A closing thought. So I got interviewed on radio this week about coronavirus and all things money and finance. And I was asked the question, do I think the industry can recover from this? Can the entertainment industry recover? And wholeheartedly, it's a yes from me. When we come out of this, people are going to need entertaining. They're going to need their spirits lifted. And we, the industry, are the people to Do it. New art is going to be created out of this. Yes, some of the small theatre producers, some of the fringe producers are not going to recover from this. That's the horrible reality of the situation. Smaller businesses are going to be hit. Yes, producers are going to be taking less risks, but... The public's going to be crying out for entertainment and I see no reason that as soon as social distancing is relaxed and we can get back to work, that the industry's just going to bounce back. So I want to wish everybody the best of luck getting through this horrible period. If anybody needs any financial guidance, assistance, help, you've got my email. I've said it a million times in this podcast. I am here to offer advice and help where I can. There is a lot of resources out there on the gov.uk website um, and I'm sure there will be more information released in the news and in the press over the coming weeks. But the best of luck and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers.
0: We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Owen from Tax for Actors for giving up his time to be part of this mini-series. As he said in the episode, you can contact him on owen at taxforactors.com The website is www.taxforactors.com and you can also follow him on Twitter and Instagram at taxforactors. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of our bonus series. We hope that you are keeping safe and well. Please reach out should you be in need of any support.